Good evening. How are you travelling? Very well, how are you? Not bad, not bad at all. Your uh, volume's a little bit on the low side. Uh, let's see if we can get you. I don't know how am I sounding to you. Uh, you're sounding uh, splendid. Is that any better? No. No, we'll try with that. I'll just need to do some <clears throat> some post editing. He said, right. sounding as if he knew what he was doing. Let me see if I can. I've got some headphones actually, which will give me one second. Yes, your headphones might be a good shout. That's a fine conservatory you've got there. Oh well, it's needing a wee clean, I think. Oh, is it? How is, is that any better? That's not too bad. It, it, of course, may be that it's my volume that is low, and I think that's probably what's happened. So, listen, let's just kick off. So, great to see you. How have you been wintering? Very well. Uh, personally, I just playing plenty of football, a wee bit of gym, trying to uh, keep off uh, keep off the beer. But no, very well. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, and. Uh, the warm-up to the season, how's that been shaping for the team? Um, yeah, I think we played three friendlies, so we uh, escapes me. I was I was on holiday for the first week, so we we beat um, Drumpelier quite. Uh, I think it was quite a close match. A um, couple of about one fifties, one sixties. A couple of guys got fifties. Um, I've got the pro Shankin pro out um, reasonably cheaply, and that was young Fletcher Al that got him. Um, played air, air beat us quite comfortably. Um, How are they uh, shaping up? Air, aye, very well, very well. Don't don't listen to any Mac on his uh, mid table talk. Uh, they're no mid table. <laughs> no, they've been quite astute as far as signings of uh, are concerned. Um, they're backing that up with Mike English, who's who's got to be looking at 500 tops as far as an aggregate score. And then you're looking at your your grobbler, who looks as if he can bat a bit. And of course, you've got Hamza, who's you know he's just going to clean up. Um, yeah, I, I I think Michael would have his eyes on more than more than five hundred. You we are changing to pink ball, remember? It's going to be it's going to stop swinging earlier probably as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit more batsman friendly um, on a good deck. Um, I think Michael would think that he can outscore if even your Riyadh, your Richies in that league. Um, he is a very very good player, Michael. And of course, um, he's playing I, on a deck at air. Which is is conducive to high scoring. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as, as I spoke to Bandy briefly on Saturday, they do the last couple of years. They they have started to leave a little bit more grass on it, but although it doesn't look uh, like the road that it used to, um, it certainly still plays very well. Um, and there's reason that they that they leave more grass on it. I think it's uh, maybe just. Um, Bring, leaves a little bit more pace on the ball as well. So, um, aye, very, very good deck. Um, great, I, fantastic ground. And with ha- Hamza there, they might be just shaving it a little bit more. Um, no? I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, Hamza's always bowled fairly flat anyway, you know, and he's and he's obviously used to playing at a higher standard now. I think he will be. I think his natural ball will be quite uh, quite flat and quite quick. So I don't think Hamza would be bothered either way whether he's playing on something that grips or doesn't. But um, I, 
sign potentially the best bowler in the league as well, or certainly right up there. And and where do you think he's going to bat? Will he come in and have a thrash? I haven't a clue. I've, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him bat. He's all, he was always about 10 or 11 at Fergus. There uh-huh. or something. But I, if you ask me, maybe, maybe 8, 9 or something for air, I don't know. Uh, Maybe listen if he's been around international setup, he's maybe he's maybe worked on his baton. I don't know. And they've got Mike Miller returning. Mm-hmm. Mikey will probably bat. He would open the baton, I think, Mikey, for the twos. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you I have a little Mikey did will... you did you have a little bit of a, a nibble at Mikey to go and play at Presswick? No? Absolutely. He's is uh, home, homegrown at, at Presswick sort of thing. Presswick's his home club, so yep. um, I have. When um, he had had a few beers with uh, with our guys during the winter, and sort of he's very good friends with Mitchell, and it's yes. really close. To a lot of the boys at Presswick. Yep. But I think he was, I think he was fifty fifty, or more or less saying that he was he was coming to Presswick, but um, swayed for air um, for whatever reason. It could be that. Um, you know, he had kind of less, uh, probably didn't uh, have any wicketkeeper. He maybe thought he was guaranteed the gloves because he's certainly not a bad keeper, Mikey. Well, um, but I'd maybe um, signing Bruce Grobler has uh, scuppered that from, I don't I don't know. But no, I still think Mikey will be in or around that sort of seven, eight, nine for, for the one sort of thing. He'll do a job. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, let's talk the major question of all the sides, right? You are, I think, the only side in the Prem that have lost 420 runs and lost 30 wickets. And and first of all, talk to me how that's going to get replaced. Let's talk runs first of all. You've signed two South Africans. Phil Stafford's still playing for us. Is that not who you were referring to? No. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh, so we've, uh, He's going to have you know, to go some from 115 last season to top 420. <laughs> That'll be his son, Jake, probably. Um, right. Um, yep, yep. We've um, we've lost Madge, who was um, uh, he was the absolute. We did have a lot of guys had poor seasons with the bat for us last year, um, probably. But but the the ones that stick out would be myself and Tom Fleet had really disappointing summers. Um, so Madge really was the the glue all season for us. Um, he'd get really, even on some stinky tracks, you know, he'd really grind out a fifty, a fifty off maybe ninety balls, sixty really match winning contra- contributions with the with the bat. Yeah. Madge um, ball obviously class act, um, but he, he, pink ball. He didn't play a lot of the pink ball, but when he did, he took a bit of tap. Um, even in the final the of the um, Wesley Cup um, and couple of 2020s I uh, teams kind of um just he's a he's a traditional off spinner um mm-hmm. kind of drifts the ball and that pink ball doesn't suit that as much but having said that he's played a lot of white ball international cricket but um so and Fletcher Rao bowled really well with the pink ball last year so I'm um I don't think as big a miss with the ball surprisingly considering he is first and foremost uh, an off spinner um but yeah his, his runs are a miss that's 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 a given so you've got to be hoping from a 2019 season of 362 to 211, and then Tom, you alluded to, had, had dropped 173 from 359. I guess the two of you would have to be looking at, at getting somewhere close to that 300 plus season again. 
Yeah, yeah. Tom and I would be usually be around that sort of uh, 350, 400 mark sort of thing. So, yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And so you're two South Africans. I saw on the Twitters that you'd welcome them. So what, how are they shaping? They just arrived, what, this week? Good, yeah. They arrived on Friday afternoon, so a wee bit jet-lagged. And um, really all I wanted uh, from Saturday, obviously victories are nice and friendlies, but I was just sort of thinking, uh, I, hope my, I hope my new South African Seema doesn't uh, pull a hamstring or something, but he bowled four overs and then he could hardly walk sort of thing. So with a bruised foot, um, but right. he's, uh, ah, he's went through a wee session tonight sort of thing. He's un- unscathed. Um, and... The other fella, um, Matt Van Dyke, he, um, aye, he's he's looking good, uh, keeper batsman sort of thing. So yeah, the boat settled in really well. I'm really ha- really happy to be here. Um, so very exciting for the club as well to to have amateurs that are about the club. It's different when you've got when you sign coaches that are about maybe in a Saturday and the odd night. Whereas these guys are going to be here almost sleeping at the ground sort of thing. So it's good for the kids. Good for the. Well, club. you've not you've not got digs for them then. Uh, changing rooms are digs. There's shivers in there in the urinal. No, they're staying above the, the renowned Taj in Presswick. Right. Staying in there, so that'll be good for them. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, so you've got there. How did you find them? That was the thing. Did you an agent for that? How do you go about finding no, a couple of South Africans come and play for you? Uh, no, there's uh, we've got a South African in the club, Robbie Marks. Um, he is a madman and he signed... He, He's got these two guys from contacts of the school that he went to, so um, uh, quite close to him. And that's where we've got, got them from, yeah. Good stuff. And so you're hoping that they're going to form what the backbone? What have you got then? You've got a keeper batsman and your bowler. You're 111 overs off of, of match. So, you know, you, you're going to have to find what... what He's going to take 60, 70 of those, is he? Is he going to open the bowling for you? He'll be sort of open, first change sort of thing. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, we, we we lost the big games last year because, you know, we had maybe had um, Azeem Akbar might be open bowling, Satch maybe, but a lot of time, if I was holding uh, Maj and Satch and back later on, we'd be open the bowling with, say, Indrajit Singh, who's part-time, keeper-up bowler um, sort of thing. So, we were getting hurt with uh, lack of a lack of seam bone, um, so that's predominantly why I've went for uh, Donovan. Um, he's a he's an out and out seam bowler, uh, seam bowling all rounder sort of thing. He's he can he can hold a bat. He twatted he twatted a fifty or sixty at air, although be in a losing cause um, on Saturday. Okay, so looking down the batting and and the aggregates that that you all. Got. I'm guessing that you probably had played in a number of quite low-scoring games because to finish third in the league and to only have two guys hit over 300 um, is is going some. So I guess yeah. that you know if if you can produce, if you can replace Madge's 420, you uh, and and Tom have better seasons then the miss of Madge and his runs is maybe not going to be so great. No, no. It's, um, I, I'm trying to put a positive spin on things. You know, um, Madge scored the most. Madge was, uh, un, without a doubt, our best batter last year sort of thing. But he, he knows himself. He wasn't 
Um, he's not as fit as he as he used to be, or certainly let his fitness kind of go a wee bit. He was struggling, so um, we, we did sometimes kind of lose out and a lot of strike rotation, um, which could make it difficult for guys at the other end. So, um, which is no, that's they can't use that as an excuse. But um, I would think it would be rotating the strike a lot better this year. Um, so therefore, guys who. Oh, we've completely lost you. You've hit the you've hit the mute. Oh, you're back on. All right. Sorry, I just had a call coming in. There. I'm on call. I think that was my work. All righty. Uh, only for a hospital, you know. What I mean, they can they can cope without water for a while. Um. So, I so I, I would hope that um there'll be guys like Mitchell Rao, Ewan McBeth, uh, Sunny Singh. Um, Sunny still got a couple of maybe at least one fifty last year, but they've got a lot more in them as well. Um, yeah, Mitch, Mitch Mitch Rowe's a better batsman than 114. You can't Absolutely. tell me that. He's got first 11 50s. He's played international cricket. So, yes, Mitchell knows he doesn't need anybody to tell him that that's not good enough um, sort of thing. So, yeah, I would hope for a lot more from them as well. But, yeah, you win, you win <clears> leagues with guys with partnerships. You don't win leagues with guys getting 20s and 30s and chipping in with 100 runs. You, yeah. As you say, the numbers that you talk about are right. You need guys to be getting your three, four, five hundred runs in a season. For sure. How big a difference do you think this pink ball is going to be? Um, I mean, people are, are, are saying, those that I've spoken to are saying it's going to be now a game that's just going to be dominated by the batters because, as you say, the ball's going to scuff up quicker. It's, it's not going to swing as much. It's difficult to keep a shine on it. And after 10 overs, then it's just up and down and it's it's... It's it's whacking time. Yes and no. I think teams may read into it a little bit too much. I think you'll have less tight games because I think I I personally think you'll see scores go up by by roughly ten percent. Um, but already a lot of teams are not comfortable chasing you know anything in the two hundreds. So when once they're having to chase maybe a two sixty two seventy, their heads out of it for a lot of teams, not Agreed. all teams. Um, but I, I, I think a good batter will continue to score runs, and a good bowler will continue to take wickets. Maybe Canvas doing and Clydesdale and Fergs are okay decks, but there's still not a lot of good decks in the West. So it's still, if you just hit the top off stump, it's still hard, a hard yeah. business trying to trying to craft out runs in Scotland. Um, so no, I don't think it'll change that much. I think the teams that will get hurt are the ones who rely on maybe a couple of guys that just bowl, not maybe not dibblies, but just kind of swing it. They've got are able to move the ball, swing the red ball and drift it into the stumps and they bowl a set of runs. That's not going to happen as much. Um, you need good seamers and good spinners and maybe maybe one part-time bowler, but I'm thinking of, I think West, they've got a couple of boys who just run up and just kind of swing it onto, just wobble it onto a spot and do it very well. But they'll suffer a wee bit with the pink ball. I'm thinking someone like Gab Pitt, who used to just rock up ball 65 miles an hour, and he'd take 30 wickets every year. Uh-huh. Um, but the ball was always doing a bit. You're always in the game with the red ball. I think guys like that would suffer a wee bit. More. Yes. So you're just so you're really what you're saying is West is fucked. Um, they might have a lot. Uh, they might have recruited some spinners, or they might be. You don't know what's coming through the. Through the system, Dumfries as well. Dumfries have notoriously kind of um, had guys that just get it in a length and wobble it about, and that like um, you know, um, David, David, 
Darren Davidson, he would he would continue swinging the ball for fifty overs for hundred overs if, if we could, you know. Yeah. I don't think that will happen as much. The, the pink ball does stuff up. We were yes, we were talking about that, and and uh, Mister McCutcheon was saying that uh, well, he better be able to bat then if the ball stops swinging. He's completely <laughs> he's going to get pumped everywhere. Uh, he's a good example. Tigger just uh, in and around the length. Keep but it then, but then, if you're a bowler and you've been a bowler for years and years and years, surely to goodness you've got a bit more nice about you. I mean, because the ball doesn't always swing, and and surely if you if you've played that length of time, uh, you know you've got other tricks up your sleeve. You're not going to suddenly go from being a a superstar to an also rat. Of course. If you've been used to bowling 10 overs every week, as you say, you'll have something, you'll have a good stock ball that can get you, at least do something to build pressure, absolutely. Someone that's always been a bowler is, is always going to continue bowling with the pink ball. It's, it's, uh. hey, how's your groundsman doing? Because they've they got some new groundsmen there sort of halfway through the season, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how's the, how's the ground shaping up? Brilliant. I mean, brilliant by, but we can only go by it by our own standards, you know. So, I mean, the square's got a, a lot more uh, grass on it. It's ever had a lot of seeding, um, mm-hmm. verti cutting and verti draining and stuff like that, which which all costs money as well. It was about five, six grand that the that council take for the whole ground and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we've been doing things like that. So, it's compared to other grounds, uh, it's probably still a a dump, but um, no, it's coming along. But the next thing is to work in our outfield because we have our outfield is basically zero grass on it, it just basically burns its thatch and it just burns. So, um, no, but the square should hopefully be a little bit better. But and so the, the council talk me through that then. The, the what do the council do? They prepare the way the, they give you a couple of grounds with to prepare the wicket, and, and who looks after the outfield then? Is that your responsibility? No, no. So we have our own. We have our own groundsman, right. um, part-time groundsman. They, they, we, were, we paid the council for some additional works um, pre-season, or we may oh, have right. ended up doing it ourselves. I can't remember. Um, but we've, we've we've hired the kit and done it ourselves. So basically, a verti draining and a bit of seed drilling and stuff like that, um, on the square, and then uh, additional spiking and verti draining on the on the outfield. So. But you're not going to turn an outfield like that into anything good over it. It's going to take four, five, six years probably. Um, it'll be a minefield for as long as I play, I'm sure. Let's talk about professionals. Do you think the era of pros is on the wane? Because, I mean, you're looking there at the Prem and I think we've got... We've got Kelburn who are the only ones, I think, as I know, who are going down the usual pro and am route. Do you think that this is just a hangover from COVID or do you think that moving forward, this is what we're going to be looking at? Um, definitely. I, I, I think it happened before COVID, I think probably four or five years ago. Um, combination of things. You go back 10 uh, probably 10 years ago, you had Tim McIntosh in the league, maybe Ed Cowan, that's maybe a bit more than um, 10 years ago, but guys like Ed Cowan, Michael Paps, Matt Horn, these are test match players. Um, maybe Sikander Raza, Malcolm Waller, put that into it. You're only going back a decade. Yes. Um, it's just not feasible now. I think a lot of that is you, this was pre-IPL and, and a lot of the uh, other feed-off leagues that came from that. You know, you, so even your your, uh, what would I call them, your B-list um, international players like a Sikander Raza, who's not going to play IPL or maybe get a county contract, but 
He's uh-huh. playing Bangladesh Premier League and um, guys maybe not getting a sniff at Pakistan Premier League, but things like that. Uh, uh, smaller, smaller leagues, and and they're making far more money than they could than they would in Scotland or Holland or Denmark, wherever they and go. Less hassle, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. So you, and you probably get more for your your, your buck. Um, the, the the I think the the worrying thing is is that I think traditionally teams sign pros. Um, and you, if you got a good club pro, you know he would immerse himself in the club, and and he's there. He knows that a, a big part of his job is to develop youngsters. Albeit there was some just absolute assassins that came across as well, but you know you guys like uh, the the ones that come to mind, like Matt Horn, just absolutely incredible, and uh, Sikander Raza even has year at Presswick, a brilliant Chris Gaffney. I'm maybe going back twenty years now, but you know I think there is a danger that clubs might start saying, well, we used to spend whatever that is, 10 grand, or maybe in Adairia's case, 25 grand, I don't know. But they, they'll maybe spread that out now over four, five, six players, and it's, it's a difficult one because there's a part of me that thinks that that could be really good for the game. You know, we get more like junior football and your, your whole 11 could end up getting paid, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but then there is, is there a danger that we're... Um, I don't know that, what, that you lose the sort of romance of club cricket. I don't know. Aha! Uh-huh. What are you? What are you getting actually from that? Other than a guy who's going to score three hundred and fifty runs, you know, you're not. I mean, what's the payback? Zero. Aye, absolutely zero. Aye. You know, the um, money's not going but, into the club. You're you're not spending money on the outfield, the wicket. You know, the the bricks and mortar, etc. Uh, which is is something certainly that our club, I think, really has to start focusing on. Um, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it, it needs to be run as a business sort of thing. I mean, Press could actually quite a good example in that, you know, we've been through phases of, of having not even been able to afford to like, an overseas amateur, which is only really going to cost, cost you a flight maybe. Um, but, you know, we've had a, a couple of really good guys in committee and in, instead of really trying to think, oh, how can we look to save money? Let's shut the bar for longer hours. Let's make it, let's get more people doing volunteer jobs you know it's we've actually in, increased the business increased the turnover and that's not an easy thing to do you need to get people who know what they're talking about to do that um but we've we're, we're bringing in more revenue and, and the more successful he, he wants us to be or the the couple of guys in mind you know chris miller etc the more it's um and she's adrafika president the more successful we we are off the field um it's easier to get sponsorship and then you maybe recruit um, some better players. Having said that, it's very difficult to recruit cricketers in Ayrshire um, compared to maybe Glasgow. But uh, it's a double. It's, it's such a tricky one, and you can't let you can't just ignore that clubhouse either. Um, we, we, spoke, just... we, we spoke about the kids and um, with Chris yesterday, Chris McCutcheon at Dumfries, and, and they're obviously in an enviable position where by anybody who wants to play cricket and who lives within, you know, 10 miles of, of Dumfries, they're not going to go anywhere else other than Dumfries. You've got Air Cricket Club to compete with uh, just down the road. Uh, how do you go about trying to attract kids to, to play cricket? How difficult is that? It's difficult, but... <sighs> I think within life, if you get the right people in 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 place, 
it's yeah. amazing what you can do. I mean, I, I, I probably, there's been times probably in the last 10 years that I, I thought Presswick would be dead and buried um, with no junior section come 2020. Um, and we've not been far away from that a few times, but David Haggle's um, been back involved. Alan Haggle ran the junior section about 20 years ago yep. for a long time. Did an amazing job, probably on a par with Sam Scott, but Alan basically hung up his boots, whereas maybe Sam didn't at Fergusley. Um, and the, we had a bit of a lull. Um, one or two just kind of nursed it along and did the, did the minimum, but they're still amazing. I mean, it's voluntary, this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But David Haggle's come on board and he's uh, been absolutely brilliant. He just, he's starting to manage it. And once you, once you see four or five different coaches there and different ideas, um, we've got Sachin more heavily involved with the juniors that we've ever had. We're now adding two overseas amateurs to that. So to answer your question, how do we do it? Um, Sunday mornings have been a big thing, getting people along, bacon roll families and stuff like that, and yep. getting back into schools. But no, it's it's no easy thing. Um, I, I think it's so important to have somebody who is invested in the club and is going to be there for a long term, because it's you cannot build a sustainable junior section. I don't think. Certainly, any time we've had strong teams it's because we've had strong junior teams and and we've been lucky in that Jim Young had taken over the the mantle for that and did it for years and years and years and before that it was Alan Mills so I think you do need somebody who is invested understands what the club's all about but also is prepared to do it for a long period of time and is prepared to commit and that's that's the big problem that you need people to commit because you can you can see what Hags has done down there and you can see what Sam Scott does at, at Fergus Lee you know it, it's time commitment and effort uh, and there's few and far between so it's few and far people who are prepared to commit for that kind of thing because it, it it is purely for the love of the game yeah and that and that goes back to what you were talking about there. You know, players, clubs, maybe signing two or three players, local players. I think you're seeing that there's maybe maybe uh, what am I trying to say here? There's there's more players getting offered money in the league now. So there's there's a there's a higher uh, influx of players at clubs that transfer. There's more transfers mid season, and the worrying thing is is that these players who go from club to club constantly have got no affiliation to a club. Um, and then it's more they they're not they're not going to be involved in that junior section. But I could tell you that at Kelburn there's probably four, five, six of those guys maybe that get involved with coaching. Maybe not every single week, but certainly mm-hmm. going and chip in and stuff like that. Same at here, there's probably two or three guys there. I'm assuming that will that will lend a hand with the junior section. It just becomes all one, all one sort of big team. Same in any small minority sport. It's the it's probably the same seven, eight or nine guys that do that do everything. But uh, uh, that's I think you lose that with clubs that are just bringing in players constantly. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you've got to take a medium to long-term view. And I think if there is any money sloshing about any club, it would be a sensible idea to pay and put together some sort of scheme and, and pay whoever's going to manage it um, and, and pay them to organise the junior section because that is your, your lifeblood, that is your future. As we're looking now with life without pros, et cetera, and we're going down the AM route, if you haven't got a conveyor belt of kids coming through, eventually your old guys will stop playing and you won't have anything. 
So it's yeah. it's uh, and I, I'm I I think we'll probably start to see a big sea change, or I'm hoping we'll start to see a big sea change as far as that, and and see money being diverted into the grassroots, the kids, uh, to encourage them to uh, yeah. to start to play. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that would be my only hope that if clubs if clubs are going to start um, what they do, uh, throw money at some players, you know, uh, and that's it's certainly not a bad thing for clubs to recruit um, strong players. That they basically there's some caveat that they they must immerse themselves with a the junior section as well as possible, but uh, it's an ideal world as well. Yeah, listen, let's just stick with the theme of kids. Anybody coming through? Talk to me about some kids that you're hoping that will break through into the first team or some some good young stars in the in the seconds. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, these boys won't break into the first eleven this year, but we've got um, a couple of boys, Braddock, Jamie and Sam Braddock, very impressive. Um, Oscar Kirkwood as well at the club, um, Tate Garrett. Um, there's also, I would say, around the senior setup more for senior teams. He's not a kid, but Fletcher Rowles spent a long time um, in the second eleven. Um um, he would be so he 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 only played maybe one or two games for the ones last year. Yeah, he would be the, the big one that I would be wanting to really push on this year. Um, he's going to have the ball in hand, and it's it's on it's on him to win his games. Um, but he's a he's a quality bowler. He really is. Uh, he's served his time as a as an off spinner um, in lower leagues. He's a quality bowler. Um, Ewan Macbeth as well. Um, quality athlete, just an Albanese guys in the nets. You just think, why is, why is he not playing international cricket? Uh, just needs to convert that out into the middle. Um, yeah. Ronan Alexander, he we, recruit, we got him from Hoyk last year, um, so it's a bit of a step up in maybe class and standard for him. But mm-hmm. he's he just improves every single week. And you'll be um, hoping that he's going to. I mean, he took what twenty six overs. So you'll be hoping to get him somewhere near to the 50 and, and bowl sort of six, seven overs a game kind of thing. Fletcher, Fletcher uh, Lowe. Yes, and and uh, and your man Alexander as well. Yep, yep. It'll be, I, I think Fletcher will bowl a lot of overs this year Yeah, in Premier League cricket, yeah. And, and Ronan as well, I think he'll, think he'll bowl. He'll be there and thereabouts sort of thing. Matt Morgan's another one in a second 11. Um, good athlete as well, yeah. He's one to maybe a name to look out for. Good. Great stuff. So not going to keep you much longer. Talk to me about teams that you fancy then. Is it down to your Clydesdales, your Fergus Lees, anybody else who you think is is uh, there or thereabouts? Air, I guess, is maybe a bit of a dark horse. I don't think Air are a dark horse at all. Um, no, Air are, Air are absolutely shooting in for top four. Um, if, um, Air will be in about that. Um Presswick won't be far away and do not write off Uddingston. Um, I, I think I, I think the last couple of seasons they've maybe looked a bit sluggish first first few weeks, but nah, Brian will always get that team uh, drilled eventually. He, he finds a way even with a poor bone attack, Brian will, Brian will get a bone attack discipline, so I wouldn't write off uh, Uddingston either. I think I think those five teams will be that, that we've mentioned are the other top five. Interesting. I think he'll do well. I think that's a, a shrewd signing in Manib going there. I mean, he will be certainly keen to get upwards four or 500 uh, batting in the top order. He'll fill 50, 60, 70 overs for them. So I, I, th- I think he's probably going to have, he's 
he's my one to look out for as far as uh, Adi is concerned this year. Yeah, Moneeb's a wee bit of an enigma. You sometimes wonder why does he not score six, seven hundred runs a season? Um, but he didn't years ago. He didn't used to play full seasons, but um, the last few years he has. But um, um, I, I think Moneeb there'll be there'll be at least two days where he gets out of bed and he's just quality. Um, he, he, I think I would expect to see two a couple of hundreds from him, or certainly con- winning match winning cont- contributions like an eighty or a ninety or something. And and who do you fear for as far as this? I mean, it's very difficult to say. Nobody's played any games. You've only maybe played three, three friendlies. Who do you fear that is maybe not recruited or or is uh, maybe going to struggle this year? Um, I, I, I honestly don't know who's who's signed who really, but no. um, Dumfries. Uh, I'm kind of fearing for them last year and the standards improved with Kale Burnier coming up. So, unfortunately, I love going there, but I, um, I would fear for them. Freese, um, Langside, I, be- I don't know if Langside have held on to their left-arm spinner. Zishan, who I was going on about last year, who I thought was the best bowler in the league, he may have left. Um, but having said that, they lacked runs and I think they've got Anwar Hapiz, have they? I think he's got yes, that is because he's skippering them because I've got I've got a call book for him hopefully this week. Uh, so he's the last one uh, there because Sammy's Sammy's gone travelling, so he's not going to be playing. I wouldn't have thought. All right, right. Um, well, Anwar, very good. He knows how to score runs in Scotland. Um, yeah, he's got to bat at, at wheels, but um, which will be a challenge. But I would think you could almost pencil in Anwar for for three, three four hundred plus. Um, yeah. So. That'll maybe solve the the run problem a wee bit. Um, and you're hoping West, top, I don't know about them. top five, top four. For press, absolutely. Um, yep. yep, yep, Um Just being about it. Yep. Brilliant. But who have you got first up? Who have you got Saturday? We have got Uddingston. Right. But away at Uddingston. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what's your uh, what's your first four as far as league games are concerned? Adi, have you looked that far ahead? Nope, we are away at Adi, and then we are home against West of Scotland. Um, okay. Don't look too far ahead, you know. No. We could have injuries, you never know what happens. So, no, no don't sure. look too far ahead. But you're looking forward to another season? Absolutely, yep. Yeah. Um, well, I, it's not any easier than the body, I would say, but uh, no, no, it's... it's I, I take my hat more, off more to you. As well. I take my hat off to you, you know, doing the bowling, the batting, and the captaining. I mean, it, it must... It's a uh, it's a hell of a thing to do all those three. Uh, to to kind of work on them. I, I don't I don't think I'll be needed uh, very much this year with the with the ball sort of thing. Right. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see. Good man. Uh, good man. Listen, always a pressure. Uh, all the best against Adi on Saturday, and uh, we will uh, we will catch up, no doubt, on several occasions during during the summer. Thank you very much. Hopefully, yeah. Good and uh, that's, a, that's a cracking uh, gilet you've got in there, Johnny, as well. I really <laughs> like that. Is that a Marks and Spencer's number? I don't know where I got it from. <laughs> uh, checking your turn-ups later on, yeah? <laughs> right, I can get this kind of abuse elsewhere, so I'm signing off now. <laughs> right, okay, thanks. You take okay. care, buddy. Okay, bye. Okay. Yeah.